Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Bird Flock podcast. We've got another guest today, uh, former 2016 third rounder from Western University, two-time OUA first-team All-Star, two-time CIS first-team All-Canadian, the center for the Montreal West, Sean Jameson. First off, Sean, I just want to thank you, you know, for hopping on, taking the time and, and speaking with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, and... You know, we're just going to kick it off here and, and talk about uh, how you're feeling. And, you know, I know that knee, you, you had a late knee injury. So how, how are you feeling? How's that knee feeling? Yeah, it's uh, coming along. I'm about uh, 14 weeks post-op, the ACL reconstruction. So it's uh, slowly but surely coming back and kind of getting into some more weighted exercises now, squats and lunges. So that's that's nice to uh, kind of get back into that. And it's, it's been a grind, but, you know, just kind of looking forward to finishing up this rehab as fast as I can and, and hopefully getting back on the field soon. Yeah. And what's your target for that? When, when are you expecting to get back on the field? Yeah. So they say six to nine months. Uh, so I had my surgery at the end of November. So that would kind of put us uh, kind of end of May to end of August, somewhere in there. So we'll see. I mean, best case scenario would be not missing any time and worst case would be probably miss about half the season. So we'll see. Yeah. And I know this isn't really your first, uh, kind of big knee injury but how, how does it like change your off-season approach to the way you're working out and everything yeah I mean so like this is my first major major knee injury where like I needed a, a big surgery and uh it's it's like obviously a, a, a long rehab as far as changing the off-season program um like previously we do you know kind of two big upper body lifts a, a week and then two big lower body lifts a week and then uh, kind of some some core and some pump in there as well but now it's more um three big upper body lifts a week and then a lot of rehab on the other days uh where i'm not in the gym doing the upper body it's it's really going in to do rehab on the knee yeah and you know let's let's get away from that and let's talk about so some good news in your career with the montreal Alouettes here um so obviously out of western you were drafted to be, to be a guard uh obviously like i said earlier you you were moved to center you played center for the Alouettes this year um how long was that adjustment period for you to transition from the guard to the center position? I mean, like it's, it's been kind of crazy. Like since I got drafted, I've played, like I've started at four different spots on the O-line. So like, it's, I've been all over. Um, it's the, the adjustment wasn't too hard um, as a guard. And, and when I was playing tackle, even uh, I did like a, I did my homework and, and tried to know kind of that at least the whole thing is what the offensive line was doing. Um, so the move to center wasn't too hard uh, like that. Making the calls was kind of the big adjustment, but Luke kind of let me know uh, beforehand that that was going to be happening. So I uh, I kind of was able to prepare a little bit more and, and be ready for that, get the snaps going. And that was the one thing was was the snapping was a, a big adjustment. So so now you're you're kind of fully comfortable in that role and ready to excel in it or? Yeah, I mean, wherever they need me is is where I'll play, or you know, whatever they want to do. Um, that's that's their job as the coaches to is to kind of put together the best five guys and and put them where they think they'll succeed. So, whatever Luke or uh, Coach Moss tells me is what they need is is what I would try to do. Mm. Yeah, as much as you say that, I'm sure it was still kind of weird to hear it. So, like, what was your first thoughts when they they were like, "Yeah, we're we're putting you at center now" after you had already played tackle and guard. I mean, it was, uh, I've known Luke a long time, obviously, like he was, 
our center when I got drafted to the Alouettes. And so he was the one who told me, and we had a, we had a pretty in-depth talk about, you know, why it was happening and what was going on. And I, I wasn't too like shocked. I think Luke kind of always thought I could be a, a pretty good center. So um, that was just kind of him tinkering around with the O-line. Um, he thought, you know, Chris Matt was, was a better guard than center. And he thought I could fit the role of center. Well, so I, I wasn't uh, like thrown off or, or upset or anything. It was more just, you know, just, just trying to learn everything to be a, a good center. And I had obviously had a great coach for that. Luke uh, being a center for a long time for the Alouettes was, has been a, has been a great mentor for me. Mm. Yeah. You, you just kind of touched on my next question was what's it like learning fr from Luke after he excelled the position, especially in Montreal for so long. Yeah, it's great. I mean, Luke is like a guy who, like, since I got to Montreal, I've, I've looked up to, and uh, he was a great player. He's a great guy, and he's he's a great coach now. And um, to learn from him has been, it's been a blessing because obviously kind of getting put in a position where I haven't played it before, to have a coach who who did it and kind of knows and and has been through it all. He He's really understanding with, you know, if, if something isn't being picked up right away by me uh, in the beginning or whatever, he's, he's not quite as understanding now, but uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's been good. It's been really good to have Luke there and uh, teaching us the ropes. Mm. And uh, you said before, like he played with him. So when you first got into the coaching um, scene in Montreal, obviously I know you guys are professionals, but like how hard was the adjustment for you and him to kind of be like, all right, he's not just one of the guys I'm playing with. Like, I actually have to to pay attention to what what's going on here. I mean, Luke is kind of the first guy to to tell you, like, as much as he is a coach, like, he he wants to be more of like uh, in the role of like a teammate more than like a coach. Like, he is never the guy that's going to say like, like he'll obviously tell us what to do. But if one of us has like a qualm or or something where we are going to say like we'd rather do it this way or we'd rather make this call he's the first guy that's like, okay, like we can do it your way. And if it doesn't work, like we'll go back to my way. But so like it, the adjustment has been pretty easy because he's still kind of just one of the guys to, to all of us that played with him, And even to the new guys coming in, it feels like, you know, he's, he's just, a, he's just another guy in the room. Like as much as he is a coach, like uh, he, he goofs around with us, he jokes around and we get our, we get our business done at the end of the day, but um, it hasn't been like uh, a crazy transition of like, you know, like I still, I still text Luke as a friend more than like as a coach and a player. And, and today, I think it was today they announced um, the coaching staff, and obviously he's back as as the O line coach. How important is that stability for for your unit to have the same guy year in year out? Yeah, it's huge. Um, obviously, like in the last since I've been drafted to the Alouettes, there's been a bit of a coaching carousel, but it's been nice to have a a, a stable piece in our O line coach at least for the last three years now, and. Um, a guy that kind of, I, I, I'm sure, you know, the offensive lingo will change with the new OC and things like that. But at least in the O-line room, kind of will all kind of still be on the same page as far as, as as what we're talking about. So that'll be nice and that'll be good. Yeah. And you just talked about the kind of coaching carousel in Montreal always seems to switch after two or three years for some reason. But last year was kind of a, an early in-season change. You guys started off slow. I think you started off two and six. Um so can you take us through kind of the difficulties of, of the coaching staff changes halfway through the season like that? I mean, that's difficult. I feel like um, last year, especially, like I, I really got along with Carr. He was a guy like I idolized growing up in Winnipeg. Um, it, it's tough because 
you know, you're, you're kind of, you go into the season and you have this expectation and then it kind of just gets flipped on its head. And uh, I thought Danny did a good job stepping in. He, he was a, he was a good leader of men, I thought, but yeah, it, it's definitely not like an easy thing to just, you know, kind of walk in one day and, and, you know, your, your, you know, your higher ups are just all these new people and you kind of got to rebuild this rapport. And, you know, the nice thing was obviously Danny was, was in the building with us before, you know, before Kahari had uh, been fired. So it, it wasn't like it was a brand new face coming in and, and somebody that we had to like learn, you know, how to talk to and how, if you could joke around with them and stuff like that, you can, we, we already had a feel for Danny. So that was nice, but it's definitely not like an easy thing to just kind of go through a coaching change or anything kind of mid season. Yeah. And then guys came, came alive in the second half, you know, finished nine and nine, I believe it was, went to the East final, uh, eventually obviously losing to the Grey cup champs, but Aside from that coaching change, what really changed in the locker room that you that it kind of clicked for you guys for for you to get the season back on track? Honestly, like I don't know if I could pinpoint anything as far as like a major change that took place, and we all hopped on. We had some you know players only meetings, which is kind of what seems to happen at make or break points of the year, where um, you know we, we either have to turn this around like now, or you know this the season's kind of dead. And so we had one of the, we had maybe one or two of those and, you know, kind of got our, our business done, but I wouldn't like say there was like one specific thing, you know, we wasn't like we, we went through a huge like change of personnel on the field and stuff like that. It was just uh, the team that they, they had put together kind of finally was able to start producing wins. And, and that was, you know, the nice, it was a nice way to finish the season. Mm. And now jumping into this year, obviously new coach again, Jason Moss coming in. Um, have you talked to him a little bit about how he's going to change the offense? And I know, I think, I think it might've been Tyson Philpott we had on, he came on, he said he wants to run uh, a lot of like no huddle and stuff like that. Have you heard anything about that? So I, I haven't heard anything about that. I, uh, I haven't talked to coach Moss yet, so um, I'm not a hundred percent sure on the changes. I have talked to Luke a little bit and he said there is going to be some changes, but we haven't gotten to the nitty gritty of it. So I'm not a hundred percent sure on what is going to be changing, but uh, I mean, yeah, I guess uh, hopefully I can talk to Coach Moss soon, and if not, I'll, I'll see. Uh, I'll see what I see. Mm-hmm. And uh, as for you, like when you when you normally come down, do you only come down to Montreal for uh, training camp? Or are you living living here now? No, yeah. So I usually only spend uh, the season in Montreal. So uh, most years I would go back to London, Ontario, and do uh, some training there. We got a good group of guys in the CFL that we kind of train with there. Uh, this year I'm in Winnipeg for the off season. I had my surgery here. So just doing follow-up with the surgeon here and kind of having a, a physiotherapy staff and a, a, a trainer uh, or a gym here that I could go to, um, just kind of worked out that way where I was, I stayed in Winnipeg this off season. Mm-hmm. And you, do you have any, like some of your current teammates with the LOS that, that are out there that you could train with or, you know, talk to or, and hang out with out there? So I mean, it's, it's, I actually saw uh, Brock Gowanlock on the weekend, who's, uh, you know, a young DN that we got. And um, it was good to see him. But being from Winnipeg and growing up here, and I don't, I haven't spent a lot of time here since I left in 2012. It's been a lot of trying to catch up with people who, you know, I've, I've not like fallen apart with, but just, you know, haven't seen in a long time and stuff like that. So I feel like I've been spending more time, uh, trying to catch up with a lot of people than, you know, trying to talk to teammates and stuff. I've, I've obviously text and stuff with, with a lot of guys on the O-line, but I uh, haven't seen Brock too much. I think he's the only guy who's out here in Winnipeg. 
Mm-hmm. And, and now let's let's get to the new faces um, that the Owlets signed. Obviously, new quarterback coming in, Trevor Harris out, Cody Fajardo in. Uh, how much does playing with a mobile quarterback like Cody Fajardo, a guy that moves around in the pocket a lot, can run? Like, how is how is it how does it benefit the O line or hurt the O line? I guess some in some cases compared to a pocket passer like Trevor Harris was for the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's it's it's the it can be a double edged sword for sure. If uh, if protection breaks down, you know, he can probably buy that extra few seconds and uh, get the ball out. But you know, if he uh, gets a little happy in the pocket and breaks when he doesn't need to, you know, and then playing contain could bring him down. So, but I'm excited to get to work with Cody and uh, and see what he's got. And he's obviously been a, a great quarterback in this league before. And um, I'm excited to see what he brings to Montreal. You know, I think he's going to bring his, his best self there and uh, him and coach Moss will, will kind of make it work. And I think it's going to look good. Definitely talking to him. He seems like he has a big chip on his shoulder. So, you know, it's going to be exciting to watch. Uh, another guy that brought in uh, last year's CFL all-star at the center position, Justin Lawrence. Obviously I, the key word was at the center position. So back to our conversation before, are you kind of expecting to, to, to switch, switch positions again? Yeah, I have no idea what to expect, honestly. Um, obviously, Justin's a great player and, and been a great center. Um, so if if I assume they probably signed him to play center, and if so, like I'll if they want me to play center when I come back from this knee injury, I'll come in and compete the best I can and and do what I can. But yeah, if they want to move me around or put me somewhere else, and then like I said, if whatever kind of helps the team best, helps the O line best, is is what I'd be willing to do. Yeah, and, and uh, another guy you guys obviously brought in Justin Lawrence on on the O line. You brought another Canadian guy in Jesse Given uh, in a trade from Edmonton. So, have you spoken to those two and, and kind of gotten a feel of their games and and what they're expecting to do when they come to Montreal? No, I haven't spoken to either of them yet. To be honest, um, me and Justin Lawrence followed each other on Instagram. I I don't think me and Given followed each other yet, but I haven't really done too much reaching out yet. Um, to, to the new guys, I, I did a lot of saying goodbye to some old teammates uh, kind of when free agency was going on more than reaching out to the new guys. That'll all come around. I mean, kind of, I always felt like camp is like the best time to, you know, get to know someone and, and chat with someone. But, you know, if if uh, if it happens before, then great. And if not, then, you know, I'll, I'll meet those guys in camp and I'm sure you know, we'll all get along. I know uh, Dave Brown, who's uh, I went to college with, who's on the O-line with us in Montreal. He knows Justin Lawrence pretty well and has vouched for him, said he's a good guy. So, Yeah. Yeah, just speaking to, to Justin Lawrence, he brought up uh, David Brown too. So maybe that's a that's a connection that that helps helps get the new guys in. But just two more questions before we wrap it up. You know, I don't, don't want to take too much of your time. You're obviously a busy guy. So um, more more to the offensive unit, offensive line unit here. How close are you guys really off the field? And you know, how much do you guys spend time off the field together and all that stuff? Yeah, I'd say we're 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 pretty uh, like tight knit group. Um, like Christian is is a like a great leader of the O line. He lives off the island on the North Shore, so we don't see him too much outside of football. But I'd say the rest of us, you know, we we hang out quite a bit. Um, obviously, like me knowing Dave from college helps, and uh, me being drafted the same year as Phil Gagnon, like we, we're really good buddies and hang out outside of football. We usually try to get together for dinner. I'd say once a week, and um, when we're on road trips, like we all go out for dinner together usually. So. Yeah, like we we're really really close, I would say, and like we we text each other in the off season, you know, keep up with each other. So we got a really a good group of guys, and uh, you know, excited to see them again. Yeah, and and obviously everybody that 
kind of watches football season and notices that the center is really the the leader of the offensive line. So how much are you kind of involved in setting everything up off the field and and stuff like that with that with that group? Uh, a little bit. I would say it's it's kind of a team effort usually. Um, you know, if, if someone has something that they want to do or or something, they'll usually throw it out and, and see if it sticks. If you know, I think go karting was thrown around last year. We didn't actually do it, but you know, just kind of something I can throw it out there. We usually just go out for food. Um, sometimes I make the reservations. Sometimes someone else does it. It's not, I, I would say off the field, it's it's more of a collective effort than uh, me being the dad of the group, uh, even though I look the part. <laughs> and then my last question here before I let you go. Uh, in my life, and me and me and my other host, Dawson, we both played O-line growing up. So uh, he played at a higher level than me. So we kind of know the brotherhood, but... Never in my life have I met an O-lineman that I didn't want to go out and have a beer with. So my question for you is, you know, now you're kind of used to, to going around Montreal and stuff. What's kind of your favorite spot to, to go and grab a beer after a big win in Montreal? Um, so a big a spot we've been going to recently in like the most in more recent years is uh, Pub St. Pierre on uh, it's on it's on St. Pierre, Rue St. Pierre down in the old port there. It's a kind of close to the evo which is where a lot of guys live um it's close to where i was living last year so yeah we, we usually kind of head down there for for a pint or two after a big win and uh you know kind of celebrate and, and just have a few laughs together all right perfect all right sean man i just want to thank you again for hopping on with us you know it means a lot i know you're a busy guy so appreciate it i appreciate you guys having me on and uh all the best to you yeah for sure good luck this season man thanks a lot